Hey guys, welcome back to the Tipsy Coasts. We are your tipsy hosts, Sarah, Sarah and Lindsay. Hey guys. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Where are we? We are at the Lake of the Ozarks right now. We in are. my in my parents' cabin. We are. We took a weekend. Haven't seen each other in a while, so we were like, let's go to the lake. Yep. Um, turns out though, this lake has some pretty cool history. It does. If you guys aren't familiar with the Lake of the Ozarks, we were in the news last summer for being we, a COVID hotspot. It's not a we. It's we. not a we. We're visiting. <laughs> I say we because it was the state of Missouri. But Okay. Well, yeah. Missouri is is all over the news, unfortunately. So maybe but... how you know of us or of the show Ozarks. Oh, yeah. That too. <laughs> that's also, also not a good representation of us. Great show. Not the best uh, portrayal of the Ozarks. But well, it's not about like brug, brug, drug trafficking. It's about yes. meth. Yes. Which, again, is a fair assessment is it of meth? the Ozarks. Is it meth? I don't know. Drugs. It's meth and heroin. Okay. Marowin. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> no, no one calls it that. <laughs> Let's not start this. <laughs> it's a thing. I think it could be. It could catch on. I think it's catchy. So, makes sense. <clears throat> Lake of the Ozarks, at the time that it was like created in the 30s, it was the only man-made lake in the U.S. Did you guys know that? I did not know that. Fascinating. It is, it is a man-made lake. There's not. I did know it was man-made. Pioneers yes. through and through. Look at us, Missouri. We're just great. Tell them how the Blazing lake the was made. <laughs> so... In 1931, they basically had this big dam and released it onto Mm -hmm. these towns. They evacuated the towns, obviously, before because they knew they were going to make this lake. But one of the towns, fun fact, had, when they were trying to evacuate in the years before, they had graveyards, of course, like every town does. Yeah. So they had about 2,800 grave sites. I mean, that's quite a few. So 2,800 bodies to move. But... Only 1,121 of those burial sites were identified with tombstones. Okay. This makes sense. So half. Yeah. So we, we took So my night. theory that I just told you, I think it's true, right? So the others were all basically marked in whatever fashion the families could afford. You're thinking this is during the Depression because they were evacuating the towns from like 1928 to 1930. So during the Depression, it's rural Missouri. There's not a lot of rich upper class families during that time that were living here. Okay. So they basically <clears throat> relied on word of mouth of the families. Like, oh yeah, I think we buried them around this area, around this spot. Sounds reliable. So if they couldn't find a next of kin, like if they had moved away, if they had passed something, they were just like, oh, okay. Well, see you later. Hopefully there's not any bodies. So <laughs> of the 2,800 grave sites known about, only 1,121 were found. So that's about 1,600 left. That hopefully they got some. Hmm. But who knows? There could be skeletons at the bottom of this lake. We took a night swim tonight. We did. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure my foot touched a dead body at least it was three my times. Foot. <laughs> it was my foot. And I called it out every time. And she goes, are you sure that wasn't a dead body? Lindsay's dead inside. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was my foot. I felt your dead leg <laughs> floating in the water. <laughs> so, I, felt, I felt hair at some point. Oh, I, I shaved my legs last oh, night. Okay. I don't know well, where you get that from. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Maybe, I don't know, a leaf? A hairy leaf? It was a hairy fish. <laughs> Swimming by. <laughs> Long flowing hair. Hairfish. <laughs> the elusive hairfish. <laughs> it only comes out at night. <laughs> to feed. The elusive to hairfish. your feet as it swims by. <laughs> oh my gosh, we are lost. So stupid. It's so stupid. It is. And yet you're both crying. <laughs> it's so I can picture it. 
Okay, well. Are we good? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so we swam in a um, lake that might have skeletons in it. That's the moral of that story. <laughs> or hairfish. <laughs> no, no, not focusing on the hairfish. Was going to say, Lake of the Ozarks is a beautiful lake, and you guys should still come visit it. <laughs> Even though it's a little creepy. There may be a Yeti out here, too. I don't know. <laughs> a Yeti? What is wrong with you? Didn't you call them feral people? <laughs> <laughs> okay, why are we going there? I was picturing with their hairy mask. <laughs> okay, no. Your mom and Seth that told me that there are tribes of people where, or like, no, we weren't even talking about this. We were talking about, we were talking about Bigfoot. Rewind this. Your mom and Seth that were talking about Bigfoot and plausible explanations for it. And your stepdad said something about... Wild men or feral people. <laughs> and I said feral people. <laughs> she thought that was funny. I thought it was funny because I said, so what do they put hair on their face and people confuse them for Bigfoot? A hair mask. A hair mask. <laughs> Back of hair. What is going on? You no. got us hats, by the way. I did. And it's with Bigfoot. Got Bigfoot being abducted by an alien. <laughs> Probably my favorite hat I've ever owned. <laughs> I thought it was pretty amazing. That's and, how we got started on Bigfoot. And fitting for this area. And where else can you wear a hat with Bigfoot being abducted by an alien? Well, anywhere. Like honestly. at the Ozarks, <laughs> yes. I'm sure right that would in. be very popular and by Area 51 mm-hmm. and by Washington. And Listen. It was rhetorical. Okay, sorry. I wasn't actually looking for an answer. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, oh, man. I know. I want to point out my fish is the only one facing one way. What? So we just took oh, a break. Weird. Just We took a break just now, and we all drew on the chalkboard a portrait of what we think the elusive hairfish looks like. They're all smiling. Oh, no. Yours no, is not mine's, smiling. Mine's unhappy. So upset. He's, oh, he's, a, he's nocturnal. Okay. You win That's the hairfish good. contest. Oh, yeah. my God. Yay. It's because it touched you. So this week, apart from the elusive hairfish, <laughs> we are going to talk about a group episode for our group Smorgasbord about sure. the Mandela effect. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Ah. Thank you. Thank you. So this is something that I feel like the younger generation kind of knows about more than the older generation. Is that wrong for me? So I shouldn't say well, that. That feels rude because I didn't know about it. So <laughs> Okay, I didn't know you didn't know about that. I guess I, I didn't know. like your mom and like they didn't know about it. My parents wouldn't know about it. I, I think I don't – I just don't think people knew that it was called. Yeah, that. that's true. Okay. But I mean I think the, the idea of what it is has been around for a while. Is that fair to say? Mm-hmm. All right. Wow. What is the Mandela effect? Well, what is it you say? That is what I say. It is. A situation in which a person or a group of people have a false memory of an event um, or a collective false memories. So I think mostly it I have found in this in this research that it kind of I think refers more to a bigger group of people. I think it can refer to one person, but it's more interesting, I think, when it refers to a bigger group of people. Right. So the term Mandela effect was created by a woman named Fiona Broom. In either 2009 or 2010, which is maybe why you're saying that people it's recent. didn't really know about it until yeah. recently because it didn't exist until 11 years ago. So different reports say different things as far as like what year. Fiona was actually a paranormal researcher. <gasps> Fiona? Fee. She's Whoa. cool. Giving her nicknames already? Look at you. I think that's the nickname for Fiona. I don't know. 
Yes, now. So Fifi. Sh- no, no, not Fifi. <laughs> Never Fifi. <laughs> I think it's cute. It sounds like a dog's name. Oh, that's weird. Okay. <laughs> Apologies okay. to all the Fifis out there. <laughs> the Fifi hairfishes. <laughs> Fifi the hairfish. Oh my gosh, this hairfish is never leaving. Can I get your drawing of the hairfish tattooed? At least, yes, you absolutely can. Please do. That would be amazing. Is is it that good? It's pretty good. Wow, I feel really good about myself right now. <laughs> new talent, new talent unlocked. Chalkboard drawing of fictional creatures. Oh, it's real. It's real. I felt it. She, okay, so Fifi, she was at a conference. <laughs> Fifi, gosh. I'm so sorry, Fiona. <laughs> with uh, other people and was talking about the tragedy of former South African President Nelson Mandela's death in a South African prison during the 1980s. But in a weird turn of events, um, <laughs> Nelson Mandela didn't die until 2013. Yeah, he was still alive. Which he was, was still alive. After 2010. Can you believe it? Mm-hmm. That's true. She talked to a bunch of other people about her memories, and as it turns out, lots of other people had recalled having this exact same memory about him dying in really? prison. They claimed to have seen uh, seen news coverage of his death, as well as a speech done by his widow. Wow, that's pretty in depth memory. I know, and you know, lots of people having the same memory, right? There you go. But none of this actually ever happened, right? Fascinating. He was alive. He was actually alive. <laughs> he was alive. Uh, so she was shocked that so many people could have the same detailed memory about an event that never actually happened. So she ended up creating this website where people would come together and discuss this type of phenomenon and called it the Mandela Effect. Sure. After him. Got it. Pretty straightforward. Uh, people began discussing um, many other incidents just like this on all different scales. Some things probably not so significant, but, you know, some interesting bigger stories as well. Okay. So some symptoms of the Mandela effect effect <laughs> include remembering something as slightly different in wording or appearance as it originally was and or a large number of people, usually unrelated, uh, recounting the same way of remembering. That's exactly the way they ordered it. Seems a little weird. Clearly remembering entire events that did not happen. Mm-hmm. Um, it does not involve lying or deception because... The person or group of people have clear but false memories. It's kind of similar to the game of telephone that you guys that did. You guys play that? Yeah. Up? Or like you so whisper you one thing saying, and it keeps getting. Yeah, distorted. I think you're saying the right thing, but turns out it wasn't right at all. The thing is, though, it's extremely difficult to recognize a false memory because you think it's true. So usually the only way to do it is by researching or talking to others. But if you believe your memory to be true, then why would you even be researching it to see if it wasn't true? That's a good question. If you've ever seen... Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and go into my examples Mm -hmm. here. And apologies if you guys already picked this one too, but chime in if you did. Um, If you've ever seen the movie Star Wars... Specifically, you son of a bitch. Episode five. <laughs> you could chime in on this one too. Okay. Episode five, The Empire Strikes Back. You probably recall one of the most infamous lines from the movie Luke, I am your father. But you might be surprised to know that the line is actually I am your father. No, I am your father. <laughs> Not Luke. Not Luke. What? What? To be fair, I never actually saw the movie. I was just reciting never it. Seen so, it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not a big Star Wars fan. 
Mm-hmm. Do you remember it as Luke, I'm your father? Never. Never seen that. Okay. Star Wars. I, my brother was a huge Star Wars fan, so yeah. I remember it as Luke, I am your father. Did you reach out to him and ask him? Yes. And he, of course, knew this, that it was right. not Luke, I am your father, because he has seen the movies a thousand times and he's okay. like a nerd. But he said, he's yes, that annoyed. is a common misconception. Hmm. All right. So um, another movie one would be a famous line that Anthony Hopkins said in Silence of the Lambs. You son of a bitch. <laughs> when he plays Hannibal Lecter. Yes. <laughs> um, and it's, of course, when he's greeting Jodie Foster's character, Clarice. And I feel like almost everybody, this one I still refuse to believe. Mm-hmm. I had to YouTube it because I didn't believe it. Because it's not even close. Everybody says it is, hello, Clarice, mm-hmm. in just that tone. But actually, he says, good morning. Because he didn't know her <laughs> name yet. This is like their first. Right. But I'm like, I'm how did that, waiting. that's not even close at all. So I don't know how that one took off. Later in the movie, he does answer the phone to her and he says, well, Clarice. And people, I researched this because I did not believe it. And they say that our brains made the connection. Like, you wouldn't answer the phone saying, well, Clarice. You would answer it saying hello. So people just made the connection. He says hello, Clarice. Maybe. Sure. Makes sense, Mm -hmm. I guess. But yes, I remember the same thing as you. Yeah. Now that one I did see, so. I also found a couple movie quotes that are famous that we have gotten wrong over the years. Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Yeah, of course. She says... (laughs) Magic mirror on the wall. Yes. Not mirror, mirror on the wall. Yes. But what do we all quote, like, when we look at the mirror? Like, as kids. Bloody yeah. Mary. We would all <laughs> we would all say mirror, mirror on the wall. No. That's not it. Yeah. If you're a weirdo, you just fake say news. Bloody Mary. Fake news. Times. Forrest Gump. Mm-hmm. They quote the box of chocolates mm-hmm. two times during the movie. First time is, life was like a box of chocolates. Or life is a box of chocolates. It's never life is like a box of chocolates. Hmm. I have also seen that, and that is not true. I reject that theory. I watched it on YouTube again, and I was like, no, this isn't true. And Mm -hmm. it's, yeah, it's true. Gandalf in Lord of the Rings. So have you guys seen Lord of the Rings? Yes. No. Of course not. (laughs) (laughs) There is a scene where he says, supposedly, run, you fools. Mm Mm-hmm. He doesn't say that. He says, fly, Fly, you fools. So those are my movie ones that I got. Did you get any other movie quotes that we get wrong? Um, Movie, no. Okay. I got another movie reference one, but it's not. Okay, do that one. Okay. I don't have any other movies. This is another Star Wars one. Okay. C-3PO. Boydson, do you even know who that is? Don't look at me like that. You haven't seen them. <laughs> I haven't seen all of them. Okay, but you know who C-3PO yes. is? Okay. He is the droid. Mm-hmm. The gold droid. Mm-hmm. He has a silver leg. He is not all gold. <gasps> Why? So, well, he's made of parts, but yeah. in the movie, he has a silver leg. It's not all gold. But they said when the toy was released of him after the movies came out, he was all gold. And so that's why we remember him as all gold, because all the media had him as all gold. But in the movies, he's not. Damn media. Yeah. He has a silver leg. Again, YouTube clips confirmed this for me. <laughs> YouTube knows everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> what else you got? Okay, I still refuse to believe this, but I believe it. it's probably true, unfortunately. <laughs> the Monopoly man does not have a monocle. I know. Minds are blown everywhere. But, hmm. but he did. But he doesn't. I hate that game so much I can't remember if I picture him with a monocle or not. <laughs> he absolutely did. He didn't. And I think that 
they think that people confuse him with Mr. Peanut. Who does have a monocle. Who does have a monocle and a top hat. And they look they similar. Does Mr. Peanut have a board game? No. Uh, not that I know of. But the Monopoly man. Mr. Peanut sells peanuts. Does not I, have I know. a monocle. It, doesn't, it never made sense to me. Why would you sell something that you want people to eat of you? Like the M&M's. Like, eat me. I know. <laughs> I the always M&Ms think that's weird too. The M&M's don't want you to eat them though. Mr. Peanut's like, it's peanuts. Eat us. Why? Mm. I looked it up. I don't no believe monocle. all these things. There's no, no monocle. <laughs> Damn it. Well, I mean, that's the thing. We're going to look all these things up and it's going to be yes. our current that's what I did. answer. It's not going to be like you're not going to find any evidence. What what uh, example do you have? I have a few. On like the TV-ish theme, Mr. Rogers. Mm-hmm. Yes. Loved him. Watched no him, him all the yes. time as a kid. So we would remember and quote him as saying, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Uh-huh. But apparently, it's a beautiful day in this neighborhood. No, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Hmm. Um. Let's see. No, I don't like that. Mm -mm. It doesn't roll off the tongue. TV show (laughs) with Carrie Bradshaw. Sex in the city. Uh huh. Sex in the city. And and the city. So most people remember. A lot of people, I guess, remember sex in the city. But it's sex and the city. But they are having sex in the city. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is true. I've never seen it, but <laughs> what? I is that this shocking? Is sh- anyone? So I was not shocking. allowed to watch that because it had sex in the title. Oh Were God. you allowed to watch Curious George? Yeah, there's a big <laughs> difference between Curious George and Sex in the City. Did he or did he not have a tail? He did not have a tail. No, wait. He's a monkey. He has a tail. Wait, no, nope. I'm not this- answering this question. <laughs> She's just staring. At I don't me. know the answer to that. I want to say yes, but I, I know. So I thought he had a tail, but appara- tails. apparently he never had a tail. Why are they not giving this monkey but a tail? But see, here's the thing. In Curious George, I feel like I remember him like swinging from like a streetlight or something with his tail. Does he just I swing really with his hands tell you. his feet? That's weird. Why are they not giving him a monkey a tail? One of the most popular ones that I still refuse to believe. Shazam. Oh, yes. And Kazam. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so there is a movie named Kazam that right. was like... 90s yes with um shaquille o'neal as a genie correct <laughs> that is true i remember a movie called shazam with sinbad playing a, a genie and lots and lots of people do too you have experienced the mandela effect there is so it's not on imdb sinbad himself has come out and said like no there was never any movie where i played a genie but there are pictures on the internet of Sinbad as a genie. And it's like, are these photoshopped? Probably. Like, why? But why <laughs> would somebody photoshop like him as a genie? Have you seen the things that people photoshop these yes, days? Yes, I know. But <laughs> I so remember watching a movie of him as a genie. Yeah, I get it. I This is one that I refuse to believe. It, it was Shaq. No. Yes. I saw Kazam with Shaq, but I feel like I also saw Shazam <laughs> with Sinbad. You didn't. <laughs> I don't believe it. I still don't believe that. Fun fact, I share a birthday with uh, Sinbad. <laughs> we are you. kindred spirits. You guys have the same birthday. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. How's he doing, by the way? Um, I haven't seen him in a while. I don't know. I'll check fine. it on your birthday, He's buddy. Fine. Pin pals. <laughs> Pin pals? He doesn't write me back. <laughs> it goes one way. All right. What else you got? Okay. Ugh, I'm going to butcher this pronunciation. Wait for this. It's it's an important part of history, so don't, don't add me. Tiananmen Square? 
massacre mm-hmm. in China. Mm-hmm. Did you I'm not write that? Because I can't pronounce no, that. I'm pretty either. sure. Didn't I cover that as part of the Falun Gong? You Is may that have part of the genocide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. You may have. Well, it was in 1989. So Tiananmen Square. Okay, sorry for the pronunciation, but it happened June 4th, 1989. Mm-hmm. There is a picture out there of a single man carrying a bag and standing in front of a bunch of tanks. Unfortunately, though, after this picture was taken, the man was sadly ran over by the tanks. Oh, my gosh. Except for that didn't happen at all. (laughs) Don't make me feel things. (laughs) Lots of people felt that way. So there are a lot of theories about what actually happened to him, but people who were there said he wasn't ran over at all. In fact, the person driving the tank eventually turned off the engine and the man climbed up and had a conversation with this driver until bystanders pulled him off and into safety. So was it just a rumor that started? So I think lots of other people were ran over or killed by these tanks. Uh, so they think maybe that that's why it was associated. But this this particular picture yeah. is very famous. So the people just kind of, I think, associated the two. Okay. Okay. Don't know. Interesting, though. Quick. Sing the Oscar Mayer song. I truly like to be. I don't know the song. Because if I was an Oscar Mayer wiener, everyone no. would be in love with me. My baloney. Oh, has you a want the baloney, not the wiener. <laughs> <laughs> you should um, clarify. My baloney has a first name. It's O S C A R. My baloney has a second name. It's M A Y E R. Oh, I love to eat it every day. And if you ask me why, I'll say because Oscar Mayer has a way with B O L O G N A. Okay. So, Thank you. Oh, sorry, that was loud. <laughs> <laughs> that was loud. I appreciated it though. So several people remember it as M E Y. No. E R. I passed the Mandela effect. I got it right. You passed it. <laughs> I said M A. Pat yourself on the back. Yeah. Congratulations. Does that take out my Sinbad? <laughs> yeah, cancels it out. It cancels out. Fruit of the Loom. Their logo. Mm-hmm. People remember that as it's a cornucopia. Fruit a with fruit. a cornucopia. <laughs> uh-huh. But apparently it's always just been fruit. There is no cornucopia. I remember Not anymore. Back in my day there was. But are there pictures to prove that? No. Okay. What, just your mind. Question for you guys here. What color is chartreuse? Blue ish. Okay. People think it's like magenta. Or a pinkish color. It's a shade of green. Okay. So they got me on that one. And then they showed me that it's a shade of green. And I was like, no, I like magenta better. <laughs> it's prettier. <laughs> it is prettier. It's not a pretty shade of green, I would say. What else you got? I used to pronounce magenta as magneta. <laughs> <laughs> I made fun of <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. That is all I've got for, I mean, I read about a ton of them, but that's all that I wrote down. Okay. Mm-hmm. I got another thing to butcher pronunciation. So. Okay. <laughs> um, so if you Google the name Lucien Staniak, yep, nope. you'll find lots of things explaining all these horrible things that he did. He was a Polish serial killer known as the Red Spider. There's even a movie that's made after him and his terrible crimes. And this movie came out in the 60s. Tons of people are able to recount the details of his murders, and some have even called him Poland's most notorious serial killer. But there is no evidence to support that he ever even existed. Oh, I was going to say he didn't kill anybody, but... He was not a real person. He was, he was a spy. He No. 
He was a character. <laughs> no. <laughs> he was a character created by a true crime author who wrote about these crimes as if he was Stanyak himself. So they think that this oh, first person they narrated. Like mm-hmm. So they thought a serial killer was writing his own biography. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, that sounds. Yeah, and nobody ever fact-checked anything in the 60s apparently at that time. So sure. they believed that this person... So- we don't know what Poland had going on in you the know, 60s. I'm sure it was a stressful time. <laughs> it was the Cold War and yeah. all that for us. So who knows? <laughs> uh, so yeah, people think that – some people actually still believe that he actually is a real person, that he exists, and that all these things that's happen. That's what he wants you to think. I, who knows? Who knows? Maybe Could he's be. pretending to be an author, a true crime author. <laughs> he doesn't even have his own Wikipedia page, okay? Oh so he's gosh. definitely not real. <laughs> so the song, We Are the Champions. Okay. Yes. <clears throat> What is the ending to it? Of the world. Do you want me to sing the whole saying? song? Because I can. No, Sarah did great. I've paid my. <laughs> That's dues. not the ending. That's the beginning. Oh, I thought I was going to sing the whole song. Oh, okay. listen, we can't. We can't. It's a long have song. People just be in awe of your greatness. <laughs> time after time. So apparently, of the world never happened. It's not a thing. It's okay. not of the world. It just ends at we are the champions. Mic They're drop. right. It no, does I feel do that. like it needs a little something extra. Of the world. I <laughs> always thought it was of the world. I mean, that's still what, like, if I wasn't listening to anything and we were just singing it mm-hmm. randomly, I would still say of the world. I think, you may correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that it happened like ad lib at a concert by concert goers added that in. and oh. But the track itself does not have. So people of just the world. really liked it at that concert. And I mean, they were stuff. a very unified so group. What, that's what I think there was a, and it could have happened at one concert, but the concert that, I watched on YouTube. Yeah. Um, it didn't have it in there. But didn't I they mean, do it like a said. big um a big concert to raise awareness or money for AIDS or something? I can't remember. I, I mean know. sure. What's your theory? I I was gonna say that, like what if it was like ad libbed at a concert and somebody heard it and it just caught on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the one that absolutely keeps me up at night. <gasps> it's not Sinbad? Nope. <laughs> Somebody keeps me up at night. Oh my gosh. I can't let it go. I can see that. Is my beloved childhood books, friends. Oh, yes. The Bernstein Bears. Yes. Yeah. I am familiar with this one too, and I am on your corner with this. So I remember. She's on, on, <laughs> She's on, on you the in the corner. Thank you for it's your a support. Team effort. <laughs> You're so sweet. I had the wrong preposition. Yes, you did. Okay. <laughs> I'm not on your corner. Why not? <laughs> Don't take it back. Okay, continue. You can just stand next to her. You don't have to be on it. It's fine. <laughs> okay, proceed. I'm ready. I Tell can't. me about the bears. <laughs> this is what happens when we've been daydreaming and we decide to record late at night. Woo! Should we go back to the hairfish? <laughs> no. Definitely. We're never revisiting <laughs> the hairfish. The oh, Berenstein oh, Bears. The Berenstein Bears. I vividly here. remember it as yes. T E I N. Yes, I do too. Berenstein. Yeah. But apparently there's an A, like stain, like shit stain. Berenstein no. Bears. <laughs> it's the Berenstein Bears. <laughs> Phonetically, it is E I N. But do you say it like so it has Berenstein, to be, or does it pronounce that's how everybody Berenstein? Everybody in the world pronounce it Berenstein. Well, Bernstein birds right. just sounds... Bernstein bears. <laughs> the Bernstein bears. I was looking at the moose and I was thinking of antlers and birds on the antlers. I oh, like Rocky and Bullwinkle? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Listen, this is my brain all the time. It's... Those birds were probably never there. It's a Mandela effect. <laughs> Your brain different... created that. Those birds. 
on the antlers. 50,000 different scenarios going through my brain at once. And I just say the word that comes out. Birds. Birds. So there's a couple of explanations for <laughs> okay, the Mandela sorry. effect. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yes. Yes. And you want to talk about the first one? I. Oh, yes. I thought you were talking about for the Berenstein bird. <laughs> God damn it. It's not birds. They're bears. <laughs> birds. I know. I read those books all the time. Sorry. I thought you meant like why people remember that as stain. Okay. Nope. Didn't they have a show, like a little... Yes, And I'm did. pretty sure the song it. it's the Berenstein Bears. Yes, that's what I'm saying. They pronounce yes. it Berenstein. When they but sing it. A-I-N, which makes no sense. I'm going to have to YouTube it later. And I don't have any of my books from when I was a kid of them. Otherwise, I would have checked. I have one book, and I and checked, and it's an A. Damn nope, it. that's wrong. I think somebody changed it at night. <laughs> somebody came in your house and changed it. <laughs> Walter? <laughs> All right. So some... And Sarah, you kind of touched on this a little bit about false memories. That's kind of what this whole thing is. So false memories, they contain some factual true element to them, but they also have a false or made up part mixed in. Memories are extremely subjective. Um, Emotions, trauma, bias, a lot of things, feelings, they all affect our memories and how we view things. People see things differently. They remember things differently. It's kind of like a reason why when police are interviewing suspects and witnesses mm-hmm. they interview them separately because you hear somebody's account of it and it's going to color how you remember it yourself mm-hmm. so there's been lots of research actually on creating false memories Dees Rodiger McDermott mm-hmm. didn't mm-hmm. practice any of these guys mm-hmm. so they had a paradigm where they asked people to read a list of words and then they asked them to remember the words and they were able to, and then they asked them if they remembered a similar word. So, like, the words were all kind of related, and they asked them to remember, like, another word that they picked at random that was also related. And almost all of them said, yeah, that word was on the list as well, even though it never was. <laughs> so, false memories were originated, we think, by Peter J. Freyd when he popularized it when he founded the False Memory Syndrome Foundation. So I'm going to go kind of briefly over recovered memory. This was very popular, especially in the 90s with repressed memories and therapists trying to recover these. So they would use hypnosis. And again, this was 90s is when it became popular. They would use hypnosis. They would try to recover your repressed memories and would ask leading questions. And this actually turned out to be creating more Mm -hmm. false memories than really solving anything. Mm -hmm. So because of this, these methods are all condemned by the American Psychological Association and the American Medical Association. So people don't use hypnosis very much anymore because of this, because they were finding that more people were just having like false memories created. So use of these practices nowadays is considered malpractice. There is confabulation, which is memory error. So this is the production of fabricated, distorted, or misinterpreted memories without the intent to deceive, which Mm -hmm. you kind of talked on. So people aren't trying, like when they were going through hypnosis and recounting these memories, they weren't trying to deceive. Like it wasn't an intentional lying, trying to gain something from it. They just, like when you ask a leading question such as, do you, you don't remember something like this, do you? And people will be like, oh my gosh, I do remember something like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's why as therapists, we have to be very careful with how we ask questions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the implications for this, again, all the research has suggested memory is very suggestible. Even in experiments when they would falsely plant memories into people's heads, people would defend those memories and say, no, that's true. And the researchers would be like, no, like here's the evidence. We 
did this on purpose. This was a false memory, blah, blah, blah. They will still defend it and still believe it to this day. So mm-hmm. kind of like what you said. Also, people really believe it. Hmm. I was looking at you for the Berenstein Bur- books. <laughs> the birds. <laughs> Berenstein birds. Just, we're just going to have to call it that. It's I the Berenstain birds. I just, I can't anymore. <laughs> the Berenstain birds. My brain is, whoosh. Look yeah. who's the pumpkin now. Who is the pumpkin? It's not tired. It's just. Oh. I don't oh. know what it is. It's not. I agree. Everyone experiences life through their own subjective lens and uh-huh. the way that we witness our own worlds can result in a lapse of memory or the perception of a lapse in memory. And some people remember events or items differently than others. And individual memory lapses can be written off when everyone else's memory says otherwise. So if Sarah and I say, I remember that the car outside is gray and Lindsay says, no, I remember it being black. Probably Sarah and I are right. Whoa. <laughs> Why do I have to be wrong in this situation? Okay, you remember the car is gray and you remember it black. You're, Lindsay Booga. and I are right. Yes, Sarah. That's probably accurate, actually. (laughs) (laughs) So the individual memory lapses, we can just write those off. But memory lapses by a large portion of the population is kind of where I get hung up on. And unpopular opinion, I'm just not 100% convinced that it's just false memory theory that explains this away. And I don't claim to know the right answer either. But I do love the idea of another theory behind the Mandela effects, and that is parallel universes or alternate realities. Tell me more. I will. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, It's the hypothesis where parallel universes exist and have overlapped with our own universe, creating subtle nuances in the space-time continuum. Well, that explains the Berenstain birds. Yeah. Berenstain birds. Sorry. (laughs) So in these cases, (laughs) in these cases, our collective memory is different from historical record or existing media. And parallel universe theories would say that this proves that simultaneously occurring events from different realities can sometimes just invade or intertwine with our own reality. So have any of you, have you, either of you watched The Big Bang Theory? Yes. No. That's okay. It's one of my... (laughs) It's her favorite show. It's one of my absolute favorite TV shows. And it features one of the main characters, Sheldon Cooper, who is a theoretical physicist and one of the smartest guys in the world. Okay. And I get it's a TV show. I understand. He's a character. Mm -hmm. But I'm using him as an example of real-life geniuses and their jobs, just like Sheldon, center around proving something called string theory. I have heard of string theory. So according to string theory, which, again, is something that some of the smartest scientists on this planet believe in, all particles are composed of tiny vibrating strings. And when you follow the math, there's a lot of math. Don't ask me anything about it. Mm-hmm. It results. What about the math? It results <laughs> in mul- multiple dimensions. Hmm. So based on string theory, our universe is only one of many potentially infinite other universes also known as the multiverse oh yes like in the avengers similar actually yeah so there's an idea that uh known as the many worlds interpretation of quantum physics that suggests all outcomes that can possibly occur actually do happen but only one outcome can happen in each universe 
So we're only seeing one of several possible outcomes. So Switzerland, I mean, it sounds really, I mean, it's a, it's a theory, so it sounds kind of out there, but Switzerland houses a significant piece of scientific machinery called the CERN Large Hadron Collider. It and really rolls off the tongue. It does. Wow. Beautiful. CERN's experiments are intended to find particles that could potentially show evidence of a multiverse. So there's people actively working to find the multiverse cool. right now. And so these Mandela effects could occur when multiple timelines are merged or whatever we observe might have actually happened or been a part of a parallel world. So even though the th- string theory math works, the theory itself remains unproven and highly controversial. There's no way to test the prediction of these parallel universes. So we are also just stuck in our own universe, and we have no access to just jump to another one. Although that would be pretty fun. I feel like every movie tells us why that's a bad idea. Universe jumping? Yes. (laughs) You just haven't watched the right movies. (laughs) So while it's unproven, it's also not scientifically able to be ruled out either. So we're just never going to know. But it's fun to think about. That's extremely complex. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And my brain is confused. Physics are way over my head. Yeah. Same. <laughs> I took physics in college, but that was about like velocity and like acceleration and it was math, but yeah. not like string theory. <laughs> Here's what it boils down to. We weren't in the smart kids physics, okay? We, we were just like, you we know what? You have like, to take this in order to, take to continue. Another science. Yeah. Listen. The three of us equations. could be bouncing around another universe somewhere and reading Berenstein Bears books and watching Star Wars where it says, Luke, I am your father. And that watching is possible. Sinbad. Oh, yeah. Forgot yeah. about that one. And petting <laughs> hairfish. Hairfish. Yes. Yeah. They exist in our parallel universe yeah several of them i'm sure explains everything mm-hmm. i believe it that's, that's how you know what they look like that's God, <laughs> i got such an accurate representation here <laughs> of Lindsay's new tattoo I what are you guys' thoughts You're, are you in the parallel universe realm um i don't know what my actual opinion is i really do enjoy the idea of yeah parallel universes it's a fun fun idea mm-hmm I don't know. Can I believe both? Yes. Yeah. Believe anything you want to believe. Thank you. I support that. (laughs) In our universe, it's just a false memory syndrome. But in the other universes, they know that we're wrong. Okay. Yep. I'm on the false memory bus. Of course you are. Choo-choo. Hey, you told me not to be a dick. I'm not being a dick. (laughs) Although you- on the false memory bus. You have a false memory about Sinbad. You have to accept it. I know I do. If that's your camp. just- I guess what what I struggle with is how do all of these people just so vividly remember? If it was just one, like if I just remembered something incorrectly, sure. Terrible memory. Power of suggestion, I think, is part of it, especially with social media and nowadays. Well, here's the thing. I took two online quizzes. One was from BuzzFeed (laughs) before I looked into Mandela Effect examples, Uh and I got a 2 out of 15. Of like you guessed two right? (laughs) Yeah. That is not good. So that means the Mandela effect is all over my brain. And where did it come from? And I say this with love. You also don't have a very good memory. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, you take it. It's more like short-term memory, but thank you okay. for bringing up my car accident concussion. <laughs> traumatic <it>. brain injury. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> I say this with love. <laughs> I said it with love. <laughs> Therefore, it's not mean. It's I- almost like, I don't mean to be rude, but... <laughs> <laughs> I think... 
power of suggestion is a big part of it. And I think also kind of like with the Clarice and Luca and your father and all of those movie quotes we get wrong. Our brain is trying to like make the connections. We're like, well, well, Clarice doesn't make sense, but hello, Clarice makes sense. Mm hmm. So, like nobody corrected it over Berenstein Bears. It's pronounced Berenstein, not Berenstain. And so we That's the Berenstain birds. So <laughs> So we on. automatically thought it was spelled with an E because phonetically that makes sense. I don't know. Just me. Mm-hmm. I think in uh, one of our parallel universes, you believe in parallel universes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. I'm down with that. I also believe in um Bigfoot and UFOs. And yeah, all that. yeah, you're quite the adventurous person in and a parallel universe. And you are universe. the skeptic in the parallel universe. <laughs> yeah, I'm just a buzzkill. Oh my gosh, why are we here? <laughs> Back I'll at me being a buzzkill. No, you know I love you. <laughs> it's fun when we banter. It's fun when we banter. All right, so let us know what you guys think about the Mandela effect. I just sit here and look at you guys like... <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Hi, I'm still here. Am <laughs> I still okay. included? Just thinking about your hairfish. I am. I'm just having a good time over here. <laughs> Petting the hairfish with my yes. toes. But send us like your emails or DM us, whatever. I want to hear what you guys think about Mandela effects or if you know of some that maybe we didn't mention. Yes. Ooh. Ooh. There's so many. Thank you for your feedback there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You guys can always find us at thetipsyghost.com and find our socials from there. Or like I said, send us an email at thetipsyghost at gmail.com. Please give us a five-star rating and a great review anywhere you listen to podcasts. It really does help. We would love it. Thanks so much, guys, for tuning in this week. We will catch you guys next week. Okay. Bye. 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 <laughs>